Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of That's My Jam Stack, the podcast where we ask that simple question, what's your jam in the jam stack? I'm your host, Brian Robinson, and this week we have Miguel Arias on the show. Miguel is the co-founder of Quest Forms. All right, Miguel, well, thanks for being on the podcast with us today. Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for work? What do you do for fun? That sort of thing. Okay. A um, little bit about myself. I'm the co-founder of Quest Forms. It's a, it's a form service ideal for like the Jamstack community. Um, I like to think of us as like the next evolution of what a form service should be. Before we were around, there were a lot of uh, what were called like endpoint services. To kind of handle your uh, like your submissions, storing it and whatnot, but then we kind of felt like there was a big gap in the market where you know like it kind of took care of that, but then you had to go on your own and figure out validation and um, components like date pickers, multi-step things of that nature. So we kind of felt like it was a perfect opportunity to kind of get in there in that space and put out a product that that we would love to use, you know, and mm-hmm. that we felt like maybe other people in that space would like to use as well. So what I do for fun. Um, you know, COVID has kind of killed a lot of it, but what I, <laughs> what I normally do for fun is, uh, would play, uh, play basketball. Nice. Um, the, the weird thing about it though, is that I actually like to practice more than actually play. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I think it comes with like my perfectionistic nature. I just, I just have this thing that I like to train and just, and, and my wife is the same exact way. So I'm glad that we found each other because <laughs> we just go to the parks when it's empty and just like practice all day. It's like the weirdest thing, but that, that's what we like to do, you know? Well, I can totally get that. Cause it's like, well, as soon as you, as soon as you introduce other humans into it, then like there are so many ways that like imperfections happen because of that. Some people find beauty in that. And then it's like, but no, if you really want to like compete against yourself, like doing it yeah. on your own just makes so much sense. Right. Yeah. Right. Are you like a sports guy? You like you like playing basketball? Uh, I am I am not particularly athletic. Uh, I do like <laughs> of, of sports. Uh, basketball is is up there. I, I am very. When you introduce other human beings, I am very bad. When it's just me shooting and like you know kind of running around, it's okay. Like I could I can play horse decently, but uh, you get somebody in my face and I I fall apart. Yeah, you know I kind of find it like it's like therapeutic in a way, just to kind of compete against yourself. It's cool. It's it's a good way to kind of exercise patience and stuff. I really like it. Yeah, it's like it's like all right, you know, you know, free throws, right? And like, it's really funny. My uh, my mother's actually a huge like NBA fan, and like when she's rooting for her team, she gets so frustrated at <laughs> the players missing free throws. It's yeah, like, don't you practice that enough? Like, can't you just make that shot? And it's like, well, yeah, except for when all the variants happen, and you know, you will miss every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you get to kind of practice that and you get to like find your form. And I think there's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of cool things that happen in that space. For sure. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, let's talk about the jam sack a little bit and I'm sure we'll, we'll kind of weave in some more about quests as we go forward, but like, mm-hmm. what was your entry point into, into the idea of the jam stack or static sites or whatever you want to call it? Yeah. The funny thing is when we started our service, um, we really just started it because at the time, like I met my co-founder because he was actually my boss. <laughs> nice. um, yeah, when I was about like 18, I was looking to to get a job so I could marry my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> well, I mean, she's my wife now. <laughs> she was my yeah, girlfriend yeah, yeah. at the time. She's my wife. <laughs> um, and so we used to use a service called Formstack, you know, which is great. But it was like yeah. a it's like a drag and drop type of service. And then one day I just kind of burst into his office 
as I normally would do. And I I was like, bro, we should make our own like form service. You know what I mean? Like not drag and drop something that I would like to use just because it was Mm -hmm. a hassle to kind of go through that process and then have to like put it in your site. You have to strip all this styling. It was just like, Mm -hmm. it was like an unneeded amount of work, right? It's how I felt. I I use Formsec quite a bit at the agencies that I worked at. And yeah, it was it was super handy for the for like the editors making the forms. It was super awful for like the developers working on exactly. It. So then we kind of felt like, you know, this really isn't the ideal tool for us, you know? So then I, I burst into his office, I told him we should make our own thing, and he kind of just like looked at me like I was crazy and was like, Yeah. <laughs> He's like, go back to work. <laughs> so then um so then I was like, all right, cool. Uh I went home. I kind of just kept thinking about it. It's just in my nature. Like I, I get obsessed with things. Yeah. So I kind of kept thinking about it. And then one day, I think maybe it was like the next day, the next evening I was in the shower and then I just got this idea of how I would be able to go about it, you know? And I like mm-hmm. ran out of the shower naked, <laughs> like like you know, super wet naked. And I ran to like my notebook and started writing down and my wife was looking at me like I'm like a lunatic, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's how we kind of started it. But I didn't really know what Jamstack was at the time. I'd never even heard of it. Yeah. The only reason, like, the reason that we got into it was because as it started gaining um, like popularity, we started noticing a trend. Like we started noticing people telling us, oh, this is perfect for my Jamstack site. And, mm-hmm. and uh, this is good for Jamstack, whatever. And I was like, what the heck is a Jamstack? You know? <laughs> so then I, uh, we looked it up and, and we felt like, you know, this is awesome. I, I kind of felt when I saw it, it made perfect sense. Like that's where the industry, at least, you know, I felt like that's where the industry was probably headed because of how simplistic it is in nature. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the theory or the concept of a Jamstack is to like try to simplify, you know, your workflow as much as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I felt like, you know, it was a perfect entryway um, for our service. And I kind of just fell in love with the, with the whole concept of it and the community, which then allowed me to allowed me and my partner to kind of, um, improve the product now that we kind of knew what it was really meant for, right? Kind of helped us improve it even further. Out of curiosity, what was kind of the uh, the beginning there? Like what, where were you targeting the forms before that? Because like you said, like it is like a, a great fit, like finding these services that you can fit into the Jamstack is just is so important. Uh, so like where was the methodology? Like who were you targeting before you kind of had this discovery? Yeah, the methodology was really just... Uh, we wanted to build something cool, you know, something that we like, sure. and then we just put it out there. And then it's funny because you always hear in the SaaS community, well, not even the SaaS community, just when you're building a product in general, that you're normally not supposed to work in secret for such a long time before you mm-hmm. put something yeah. out. You know, you want to do a proof of concept, put it out, see what people think. But then we totally, you know, we were rookies. So we we worked in silence for like three years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the product, still not knowing what Jamstack was or anything, you know. And then we launched it on Product Hunt. And then ever since then, you know, we we that's when we started kind of getting the feedback, you know. But when we put it out there, it was really just, you know, for people doing WordPress sites or just for anything, really. We were just we were just targeting developers in general, you know. I got you. So yeah, wherever developers were working and needed a form that was maybe outside of whatever stack they were using or or didn't want to bother with, they they could just pick it up and put it put it in. Right, and, it, and like something fun, you know, it's like something that they would actually enjoy using. We felt like if a developer could enjoy using it, that was that was our guy, you know. Out of curiosity, is there is there any sort of uh, in the actual like infrastructure behind the product? Like, are, are you using kind of 
notions that you've kind of discovered in the Jamstack in, in the back end? Are we, are we talking, is it, is it kind of its own monolithic structure or is it, you know, microservices or serverless functions? What, what's kind of going on there? Well, it's definitely its own thing. It's the, the script itself, because it's built on JavaScript, right? Because, you know, it handles your front-end validation, back-end validation, you know, helps you build out these like complex things like multi-step forms, repeater fields, things that normally kind of take up a lot of your time that's like monotonous. Mm-hmm. It helps you achieve these things in a much more enjoyable way, right? So then the first time I built it, um, I had built it on a front-end uh, framework. Um, but then as I kind of got to understand the Jamstack community a little more, mm-hmm. I my partner and I realized how, how much importance is placed on speed, right? And yeah. uh, things being lightweight. So then we ended up, you know, rebuilding version two, which we released like a few weeks ago. And uh, we we dropped the size of it from like 300 kilobytes to about 20 kilobytes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So and, and the only way that we were able to do that was to kind of try to stay to as native JavaScript as possible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I guess to answer your question, like, yeah, we try not to use too many like microservices to accomplish it just so that we can kind of keep the file size down. Yeah. But yeah, so it's basically just supposed to be a script that you import into your site and then, you know, you're good to go. Yeah, and I love the idea that that like at first you had the, these kind of uh, bigger pieces to it, but then seeing how people were building on the Jamstack and realizing the importance they placed in certain areas. So like you said, like speed and performance being such a high level thing that that allowed you to kind of pivot the product in a way that was in line with those same philosophies. Yeah, like that just kept coming up, you know, and <laughs> which which is funny, like how I said, we had spent like three years building on that product. But then when that kept coming up, we just kind of realized, you know, this was not built on the right foundation. <laughs> yeah. So we had to scrap it, go back to the drawing board, start over, you know, but it was yeah. great. You know, um, I kind of I saw it as a learning experience. When I built the, the the second version, now I really knew who I was building it for, you know? Yeah, yeah that, that audience is super important to kind of figure out and, and find exactly their needs. Um, and and it's, it, it's super cool that like, that it's a, it's a JavaScript solution that has performance built in. Like that's, that's always super important because JavaScript can get real heavy, real fast uh, if you're not paying attention to that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Nice. So now that you've kind of, uh, kind of joined this, this Jamstack community of, of kind of builders, like what would you say is kind of one of one of your jams in the Jamstack? Like, obviously, Quest, I would have to assume, is, is one of them. But, like, what sorts of <laughs> ideas and, like, philosophies and, and maybe even other products and services are you really enjoying now that you've kind of found yourself in this niche? Well, I mean, you took my first answer. I was going to say I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I think, well, like I said earlier, like, the whole concept and theory behind Jamstack, at, le- at least for me, like, I really love the fact that it's kind of like, okay, you simplify your product. And then once you feel like it's as, it's as simple as possible, you like simplify it again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love how there's such an emphasis on like lowering the learning curve. Like this new thing came out pretty recently, um, Alpine JS. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. It's kind of like Vue.js, at least the, the way that they even describe it. It's kind of like Vue.js where it's like very like very similar syntax, super simple, but it's written in like HTML markup pretty much. And that just blew my mind when I saw that because I felt like Vue.js was already extremely simple. But then they found a way to simplify it even further, you know, and that's like <laughs> super inspiring. I feel like you can always simplify your product to the point where it just becomes almost like second nature to use it, you know, like it's, 
picking it up and learning it is like not a problem. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say like uh, and get, getting it as close to like the natural languages of the exactly. web is is mm-hmm. also like super nice. Like you said, it gets Alpine is even close. Like Vue got close to like some of the declarative nature of like HTML, and then Alpine took it a step further and said, you know what, let's make it look exactly like HTML. You know, it's funny you say that because that was like the whole concept behind um, our idea for the validation rules because we had used um, certain like you know other services that. Because, you know, there'll be services out there that are just front-end validation rules. But I always felt like they were kind of, you know, like not super difficult to write, but you had to write it in, in JavaScript. And I felt like it would be super cool if we could put out a service where you could write the validation rules in just like markup. You know what I mean? Like HTML markup. Yeah. So then that kind of gave us the idea to just add them inside like a rules attribute inside the input, you know, like, you know, you have your input, you say rules, and then you add your validation in there, and then it validates it front end and back end at the same time, right? So it's like the whole concept behind it was like what you said, trying to get it as close to like the native, you know, markup language as possible. And I feel mm-hmm. like Alpine.js did like an amazing job of, of accomplishing that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I and I like I that you're like building it in, in that way too, because like, if you think about the the nature of a product that is like making forms as easy to like include in your site as possible, you might be working with somebody that is, you know, creating maybe just HTML, CSS, right? And right. they still want to be able to like import that into their project, or maybe they're using something uh, like Eleventy, and it's it's a very like HTML feel everywhere, and they still want that without having to go outside and be a JavaScript developer. Like that that's that's such a handy thing for something that should feel as simple as forms should feel. Right. Like we wanted to be able to allow users to build out like a complete form, like everything you would really need, but without really needing to know how to write JavaScript. You could, and you could like extend it further, which is awesome, but mm-hmm. you really don't need it to be able to create a fully functioning, complete form. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And, and when you kind of look at it and, and you look at like the, the big competitors in the space, like you mentioned Formstack and there's stuff like WooFoo that are these like, yeah. you know, you know, GUI interface, like let's drag and drop the, uh, the, the form fields in like that's, that's one step further. And then what you get out of it is like a, a jumbled mess. Whereas this can kind of be that, that yeah. middle space where it's like, you know what, an editor might actually be able to stumble their way through this kind of thing. Um, but it's going to be in a way that developers can come back and be like, oh, no, no, we're going to do this slightly differently because I understand the underlying code. Yeah, that's true. Um, but really, our, our intended audience is really just developers. If you know HTML and CSS, I mean, you don't have to be like a crazy programmer. If you know HTML and CSS, any developer can do it, you know. But that's why I felt... Um, Services like Formstack and Wufu, they're just like in a different space, right? They're servicing a different audience. Like you said, like the editors, people like in marketing teams or something like that. And that's, you know, that's great. That's perfect for them. But then we kind of felt like they were also servicing developers, but just not as good as uh, as it could be. You know what I'm saying? At least in my experience, when I used it, it just kind of felt not like a natural workflow for for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and what you know, I used to look into like their a- APIs and some of the bigger stuff you could do. And you could do like you could have created your own like form API based on their API, but you know, no one's got time for all that when they just want to put a form on a page. So like having something that is itself kind of an, its own API driven experience just means you get that kind of for free at that point. Yeah, and it's just you know, it's simple, it's enjoyable, it's that that's really the goal, which I feel like is the goal of overall jam site just like services like uh 
um, like Versal and Nellify that just kind of, because I feel like Jamstack, you know, the, the nature of it is you have your front end framework, right? But then you got like the missing piece, which is the rest, like, you know, the whole back end part of it, deploying, and in this case, forms, emails, things like that. So I feel like services like ours, you know, services like uh, uh, Versal, Nellify, they kind of complete that whole environment for them. And I and I honestly really do feel like it's uh, where the industry is headed just because of how simple it is to kind of start it up and get it going, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the nice thing is like you mentioned like Netlify and, you know, they've got the, the like the super simple like form stuff built in, right? You toss Netlify attribute on your form and you're done, but that doesn't really accomplish the more complex, you know, UIs you might want to do around forms because forms can be super simple and that's great, but they can also be, you know, complex business decision driven things that need some extra logic and need some extra handling built in uh, that you'd have to kind of roll on your own if you're trying to use like the super simple solutions that are out there. Right. And and things like, um, you know, not to bash on what Netlify has or anything, but form services like those that are just like an endpoint that don't really have uh, like a front end aspect to them. Uh, there's a certain kind of security that you're going to be lacking there because for example, like validation rules, especially ours, we, our validation rules are unique in the fact that they're untamperable. So if you were to like add a form, add your validation rules, you know, load up the page. If you were to inspect element and try to remove the rules, you know, it's not, it's not going to happen. The, the rules are there to stay, <laughs> you know, and if you try to inject a new field, if you try to remove a field, you know, because it validates on the front end and the back end. So then when you kind of don't have that, that part of a form service, you know, it's a lot easier to be able to inject fields, change like the type attribute of a field, or if something's a read-only, you could like go and just take off the read-only attribute and, you know, it's just a certain kind of security that will be lacking if you're kind of lacking that part of it. And you could you could handle something on the front end on your, on your own, but like, like I said, like when it comes to forms, you just want the form to work. You don't want to have to go and roll that yourself. You'd rather do whatever cool feature you're working on that needs the form. Like work work on it elsewhere. Because it's just monotonous. And the thing is that every project that you do is going to, you know, almost like 99% of the time, it's going to need a form, you know? So then, you know, this part is solving a piece of it, but then you're going to have to every single time figure out a way to add these, everything else that's missing to it. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's nice to just have a service that you could you know, import the script, plug it, it's done. You know what I mean? Everything's done. You don't have to go on a scavenger hunt and find, you know, like another validation service and then find a way to validate on the back end and then find, you know, or or something like compliance, for example, right? Like you have these medical sites that need HIPAA compliance and things like that. You know what I'm saying? It's, It's easy to, it's so much better to just be able to trust a company to kind of handle that for you. And that provides a really easy, um, experience in regards to like implementation yep i I did one hipaa compliance site one time and i (laughs) never want to touch that sort of thing again (laughs) yeah (laughs) i hear that cool so uh what what is your uh what's your actual jam right now what are you listening to what sorts of music are you into or your favorite song or musician you know i wish i could be uh one of those people that have that's that's super unique taste in music (laughs) that knows all like the underground people before they get famous <laughs> or something. I'm definitely not that. Um, I feel like music has this this super unique way of putting you in like a, the frame of mind that you want, right? So, you know, if I'm trying to relax or something, maybe I'll listen to like 
something classical. You know, if I'm trying to focus, I'll listen to something else. If I'm trying to get inspired, maybe there's like a Drake song that'll inspire me. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's just going to depend on, you know, what kind of, what kind of move, what, what kind of emotion I want to put myself in. Right. Yeah. So I think it's cool how we can, we live in this era that we could just, you know, on demand, just be like, okay, <laughs> I feel like being inspired. Let me put on this song, you know? So, so let me, let me ask this then. So when you're, when you're coding, when you're working on the product, uh, what, what's in your earphones at that point? It's going to be the weirdest thing ever. But what I listen to <laughs> at that point is literally just like rain. <laughs> I put okay. like sound of rain. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just, it really helps me focus like crazy. So I just put like the sound of rain for like 10 hours or something or like snow or something weird like that. Yeah, I found some like some lo-fi like YouTube videos like that have that like rain and stuff in the background. Yeah. And like that, that's so soothing. Like it can definitely get you into a focused mindset. Yeah, I like that too. So sometimes I put like the lo-fi hip hop or something like that. Nice. So uh, so what would you like to promote and kind of get out to the uh, to the Jamstack community as a whole? I mean, obviously, we're probably gonna talk about Quest, but, but go for it. Yeah, um, I would, you know, we're still kind of new in the scene. You know what I mean? We launched it about... So the whole story, you know, we we worked on it for about three years. We launched it last year and we scrapped it somewhere in like, <laughs> in like um, I don't know, October. Not really scrapped it because it's still out, you know, it's, it's still being supported. But um, mm-hmm. then we kind of put out the the new version. I would say maybe it's been a month already since we put it out. Okay. And um, yeah, uh, I would like to get that out there, you know, for people to check it out. Uh, give it a try. You know, uh, we offer free trials and we feel like it's a really great service. And um, we would love to hear anybody's opinions on it. The only reason why it's gotten to this point is because of, you know, all the love that people have shown and, and people reaching out to us. You know, we, we always love when people reach out to us. Um, they call it a game changer. They, they really seem to love the product, you know. So um, any, any anybody out there that wants to check it out, give their opinion. Um, definitely welcoming you to hear it you could also uh check us out on twitter that's uh quest forms k-w-e-s-f-o-r-m-s and uh, my personal twitter miguel j arias m-i-g-u-e-l-j-a-r-i-a-s i almost forgot how to spell my own name <laughs> <laughs> well and don't and don't worry I'll, I'll i'll grab those links and i will put them in the show notes for everyone to kind of grab as well as i think it's it's what quest.io right k-w-e-s.io exactly. mm-hmm Awesome. So, uh, Miguel, thanks so much for being on with us today. And I hope you keep doing amazing things at Quest as well as kind of in this broad Jamstack community. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. You too. You you got a great podcast going on here. I heard some of your episodes. I, I love them. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks again to Miguel. And thanks to everyone out there who listens week after week. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave a review or a rating in your podcast app of choice. Until next time, keep doing amazing things on the web and keep things jammy.